0: Welcome to r slash askreddit where we answer your most burning questions. And before I start today's episode I have a very special announcement. So every once in a while YouTube will demonetize one of my videos which sucks because I can't publish it. I don't know if you're aware of this but if you publish a demonetized video on YouTube it can really screw you up in the algorithm. So I end up with these extra videos that took a lot of time and money to create and no one's watching them. That's when I got an idea. I decided to start a Patreon and publish all of my banned demonetized YouTube videos on there. So if you want to see the episodes that YouTube considers too wild and crazy for this platform, then head over to my Patreon and support me. For just $5 a month, you can support my content and get access to every single banned episode I publish from here on out. So head over to patreon.com r And to everyone who listens to my podcast, I'm also publishing mp3s. And next, a word from our sponsors. Our first Ask Reddit question is from Moldy Goldie. What's the most severe case of someone being completely out of touch with reality that you've ever seen? Our first reply is from back to back. The pastor of a small town church insisted that members set up the parish hall and provide food and beverages for 125 people after every Sunday service, even though the average attendance was only around 20 people. Week after week, month after month, much food would be disposed of and large urns of coffee dumped down the sink. And all because the pastor was in denial about the reality of weekend attendance. Instead of just tossing all that food, why didn't that pastor invite people to eat for free? That would have been an effortless way to increase attendance. Our next reply is from Raven. My old boss at the time was a girl of 26 who got $4 million from her mom a year to play with. Her mom is very wealthy in China. Her daughter is here trying to be a CEO of a company for funsies. I accidentally got a job at that company. One day, she told us we're all going on a group outing for bonding. She took us to an outlet mall four hours away. She told the rest of us seven people that she was going to go shop and she'd see us later that was code for don't follow me, morons. Every two hours, she'd let us know she was going to unload her bags at the giant van she rented and would group text us telling us that we can meet her there to unload as well. We all get paid under $50,000. We have nothing to unload. By lunch, she had proceeded to fill up the van with junk. She then asked me where all my new stuff is and I said I'm budgeting right now. She goes, take out a credit card and go shop. That's the American way. Seriously. Okay. By 9pm her bags were taking up people's seats and they had to sit with her stuff. She spent $30,000. The rest of us spent about seventy. dollars We were tired and bored and cold. To this day I still believe she thinks she did something nice for us and doesn't understand how polarizing and not at all team bonding that was. And to that, Reverend replies, I'm sure there was a lot of team bonding involved, just not with her. And Kaiju Raccoon replies to that, after a certain income, people just lose their effing minds about normal human interactions and expectations. Your crazy rich boss story reminded me of a mandatory department meeting my old team had to attend. It was three hours and consisted of the upper management and sales leaders talking about how awesome it was when they were all flown to Hawaii to stay at the company owner's private resort. And then how awesome it was to be flown to Alaska to ice fish the company owner's private reserve. Why, one guy came back with $2,000 worth of vacuum-sealed salmon. Great times, huh? Nobody cared that my department wasn't involved in sales in any way, that we were actively screwing the rest of the national apartments by being dragged off the phones for three hours, and that all of us made just over minimum wage. When we complained to our supervisor, the upper management told him that we were being ungrateful for the opportunity to be inspired and uplifted by the possibilities in the company. Our next reply is from Kath Nelson. I will never forget the man who angrily told me, a wheelchair user with no feet and no prosthetics, to go down the stairs if I don't want to wait for the elevator. I'd been talking to my friend and mentioned we were going to be a little late because of the huge line. And then not a Roman emperor responds, fine I will, rolls towards the stairs and just falls down all of them. Our next reply is from With Trees. Parents of a 35-year-old woman who was hospitalized after suffering severe anoxic brain damage 20 years ago. She's been in the same ward since, barely conscious. They refuse to get her transferred to a more suitable facility for 20 years, saying that there's no reason to do so. Those facilities are for lost causes, and their daughter is going to make a full recovery, finish school, get married, and be totally fine. Working in hospitals got me quite a collection of these stories, but this one I thought was one of the saddest ones. Our next reply is from It's a Calamity. In college, I had a roommate from the most sheltered part of Long Island. We met an exchange student from Switzerland, and I swear to God she said this in complete seriousness. Oh wow, I didn't know people actually lived in Switzerland. I thought they were just banks there. Our next reply is from The Justin Set. This was from a regional manager of Starbucks after they removed merit-based raises that could go up to a 5% increase, changed to a flat 2% increase. When she asked if people like the new raise plan, I said, actually, no. They make me feel unmotivated with no reason to perform any better than just normal. The regional manager said, Your staff needs to realize working isn't about money. Well, if work isn't about money, why are you paying us less? If money doesn't matter, then why'd you get rid of the 5% raises? Our next reply is from Corporate Asset. My cousin was spoiled and sheltered her entire childhood through college. Then, her parents stupidly cut the leash without any preparation and released her into society she quickly got into trouble for bouncing checks all over town. My mom picked her up and asked why the hell she was writing bad checks everywhere. Turns out, my cousin was under the impression that as long as you had checks in your checkbook, you had money in your account. She didn't understand that you deposit a certain number and then can spend or withdraw up to that amount. Please teach your kids basic finance. Note, this was like 1996 before it turns into a whole who writes a check anymore? Discussion. Our next reply is from Skizzers. There's a girl at my work that always complains about not making enough because she makes 200 to 300 a paycheck. Then is always the first to leave early and always shows up late and has other people take her shifts. She asked me how I make $600 to $800 a paycheck. I said, because I work more. I'm currently at work taking over her shift. She doesn't realize that if you don't work more, you'll be paid less. Our next reply is from Oh, look, shiny. My sister. She grew up with everything handed to her and literally cried when her first car wasn't the color she wanted. She married rich. She can't fathom why I can't take off work whenever it suits me and says stuff like, I wouldn't ask my boss for a week off. I would tell him I'm taking the week off. Our next reply is from Crazy Little Pop-Tart. I work with a girl who's a flat earther and on top of that denied the existence of space. When the topic came up and I disagreed, she asked if I'd ever been there. Obviously, I haven't. I told her I've also never been to Japan and that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. She complained to management about my intolerance of her beliefs. And then, gaming legend replies to that. I worked with a guy like this. (laughs) Basically, gravity doesn't exist and the moon is a hologram. And we live in some sort of Truman Show dome because that makes so much more sense. Our next reply is from my animal's bite. My parents paid for half the down payment on my house. They pay for our landscaper, house cleaner, child daycare, car insurance, and give my wife and I a monthly allowance. We're completely self-sufficient human beings who even try to give other friends financial advice. Obviously written in the voice of someone I know. I wonder what kind of financial advice they would give out other than just, Have you tried having richer parents? Our next reply is from Stormy Dark Lord of All. I had a friend who insisted she was in a relationship with a sealess celebrity whom she met once during a comic convention. All the celebrity's Instagram and Twitter posts were for her and everything had a meaning behind it. When the celebrity got married, she said that it was just for the media so she and the celebrity could live a quiet life. When he didn't do anything for her birthday, she had a breakdown. She went to therapy not long after. Our next reply is from Mihaja, my sister-in-law kicked out by her boyfriend. She comes to stay with us for a few days. We suggest looking for a flat or a cheap house to rent near us. She won't live in the scummy part of town near us. She'd like a three-bed house with a garden in the best part of town. She has no savings and isn't sure if she has a job. She was a part-time cashier in a supermarket and she stopped going to work when COVID came. Note, she wasn't furloughed. The supermarket's still open. She's just not going in. When I suggested maybe she couldn't afford 500,000 pounds on a family home on her salary, she suggested she'd just get a council house. Disregarding the huge waiting list and the fact that most council properties are in the ghetto parts of town. This is just the crust of a deep layer of unhinged fantasy world that she lives in. Our next reply is from Thunderfart. My parents' neighbor thought her garden was too small for her sons to play in. So when she met my parents for the first time, the first thing she actually said was, Can you give me some of your garden so my sons have more space to play in? Thankfully, my parents just said no. For context, they live in a very expensive neighborhood where houses cost on average from £750,000 to £1 million. The gardens in that neighborhood are a lot bigger on average than the majority of gardens in the UK. I've never heard a story of someone being as painfully out of touch as that woman. And then OP goes on to clarify that a garden is UK slang for what American would call a backyard. Our next reply is from Hennifer Lopez. My stepbrother. He got into a weird Gnostic religious group and thought he could convert people by talking to them. That is, harassing them Socrates style. Except without any ability to carry out a philosophical conversation. Also, assuming that the workplace is a fine occasion to do this, when he get fired from his temp jobs, he'd assume it's a conspiracy against enlightenment. This is more funny than diluted as a side note, but one of the group activities is to have to rewrite the religious book by hand, which he diligently did, and it wasn't a small book either. <laughs> it turned out he used the wrong color ink, which for some reason invalidated the whole thing he got a job in a restaurant as a waiter. He assumed for whatever unimaginable reason that the proper way to act for waiters is to bow after taking the order. When his supervisor asked him to stop, he lectured the supervisor on proper waitstaff manners. He wanted to propose to an over 50-year-old woman who has until then shown no signs of being interested in him. Luckily, he believed in the tradition to first ask father's permission, so he asked his dad who talked him out of it. He had an idea to join the military to convert them from the inside. At one point, he believed that sun rays can sustain you, but luckily never really bothered to practice it. He's totally against capitalism and wants to live a free life as a wandering philosopher rather than live as a working drone like everyone else. However, he also believes the working drones in his family should support his noble pursuit while also chastising them for selling out. Our next reply is from Asania. I used to work at a software company in downtown Boston. One of the best perks of the job at the time was the flexibility in hours. Many folks had regular work-from-home days. Myself, I knew I could drop my kids off at school, get into the office by 9.30, and my boss had no issue with it whatsoever. Others with kids had similar arrive late or leave early schedules depending on their childcare. After a few years, a new CEO comes in. She spends a month observing how the office works, then calls for a company-wide meeting. During the meeting, she tells everyone she believes that having a full office 8 to 5 is the most productive environment. And at the start of the next month, all work from home was canceled and she wanted everyone in the office during those set hours. No showing up late or leaving early. A lively debate ensued, with discussions of there being very little warning. To please a flexibility, to concerns of making necessary childcare arrangements, especially given that in many cases, we couldn't adjust those times. Plus, commuting into Boston sucks. After listening to all these arguments, she finally responds with a long speech of appreciating the sacrifices everyone has to make to better the company. Everyone doing their part, blah blah blah. She ends it by saying, I understand where you're all coming from. Years ago, when my kids were little, my husband and I had to hire three nannies to cover all the times we had to work. I remember we all looked around at each other, speechless. It was also the moment I realized I would have to start looking for another job. When the millionaire CEO thinks hiring three nannies is a relatable example to her middle-class employees, it's pretty clear she's not going to change her mind. Our next reply is from Gilly Glock. I went to a private international school in London as a teenager. Most kids there had parents working good jobs, but in between them were some filthy rich kids with parents in the oil industry or something similar. In eighth grade, we were talking about our Easter break and my friend from Belgium was talking about how his family had decided last minute to go over there over the break, but had decided to drive there because there were no flights available. Then this Russian billionaire classmate of mine asked him, why don't you take a private jet? She was so clueless when we started laughing. And E. Pepper replies to that post, International schools are prime hunting grounds for out of touch people. A friend of my mom's was a school counselor at an international school in Indonesia. They were organizing a school trip for the 13 year olds. Top dollar school, so top dollar trip at a fancy hotel. One of the parents came in and asked her about the toilet situation. She replies, saying each room has an ensuite, so the kids will be fine. The mother then replies, But who will wipe his bottom? <laughs> Turns out, this 13-year-old kid had a maid who slept at the end of his bed at night and would wipe his privileged butt for him. I feel sorry for that kid. When he's older, he's probably going to have some seriously weird fetishes. Also, if you're rich enough to hire a full-time butt wiper, why don't you just install a bidet? Our next reply is from SEPTA. I knew someone who unironically tried to convince me that not only is Pokemon demonic, but they exist in real life and there are reported cases of them attacking and harming people. That was r slash askreddit and don't forget to check out my new Patreon at patreon.com slash r slash.